Welcome to Outreach Church. Thanks for checking out this week's message. To hear more, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or visit outreachchurch.net for downloads and service information. I was teasing because Roy asked me to, um, he asked me to speak a couple weeks ago and for those of you who don't know, Roy is um, my husband. He's the pastor here. He's been pastoring this church for eight or nine years. And it wasn't until a couple years ago, the Lord really used a couple people or several people to pray over me and speak into me um, just some powerful words about Roy not being the only one that God called to lead this place. And so it's just been, um, the Lord really, um, he, Carl was one of those people, your dad was one of those that came along and, um, and he just really spoke into me about that and called me into seeing myself as a leader here. And so I'm, I'm really thankful for that. But anyways, um, I just want you to know that Roy and I, it is such an honor and a privilege to serve here and to pastor here. God has given us such a heart for you people. Please don't be super quiet. <laughs> this is only my second time speaking, and it, the first time was a year and nine months ago. Anyways, the Lord just seems to throw me into the most uncomfortable situations, but I'm willing to do whatever he asks. So anyways, just please don't be super quiet because then it'll get awkward for me. But anyways, um, so he has given us such a heart for you people, and it is an honor to serve you here. We do not take it lightly at all. We do not take this um, position of leadership lightly. We pray for you, and we pray for your families, and we pray for your marriages and your children. But most of all, I pray constantly, and, and I know Roy does also, that you guys will become the men and women that God have call, has called you to be. And that you will use the giftings. Thank you, Ma. That you will use the giftings and the talents that he has placed inside of you. I have gotten to know so many of you here. And I have learned and grown from you guys. And I want you to know that I honor who you are, who the Lord created you to be. Because we all need each other. So if you can just um, open up your hearts this morning.
and get past my delivery and really just ask the Lord to to um, open your hearts to receive what he wants you to hear from me. So it was about nine years ago. I think, I'm not even sure if Roy was pastoring at that time, but it was about nine years ago, and I was cleaning my house, and the Lord speaks to me a lot when I clean. So I'm cleaning my house, and I was vacuuming by the front door, and I remember just praying and talking to him. And I saw this vision. I've shared this with several of you. But I saw this vision of a huge wave. And I was, like, standing across the street from Outreach, this little church. And um, I was facing the building. And I saw a picture of this huge wave coming down Wade Hampton. And I just knew that it was a wave of revival. And... Things were not really happening. <laughs> this this church was full of like 25 people at the time. So, but I knew it was the Lord. I sensed his presence so strong. And so I, I put down the vacuum and I ran in my bedroom, grabbed out, pulled out my journal and I started writing and I was just shaking because the presence of the Lord was so strong. And, and I kept hearing over and over to get ready and to be ready. And so I wrote that down and... I asked the Lord, what does that mean to, to get ready and be ready? That's just, those are the only words that I kept hearing over and over again. And of course I knew that one of the ways was prayer because nothing great or nothing big happens in the kingdom without prayer. So, but I'm not going to get into that. I'm a huge, huge prayer person. I'm not going to get into that today, but the part that I do want to get into a little bit is, um, the Lord said, we have to be people that know his word. We have to be people that dig into his word and we know his word because we're going to see some awesome things. We already have, I know we, um, I'm so thankful for what we've already seen, but things can get real weird if we're not solid in the word. And I'm not, I don't mean just knowing the word. How many of you grew up in Sunday school or going to Bible camps and stuff, and you had to memorize the Word of God? I was terrible at that, horrible at it. But anyways, that's awesome, but we need to go beyond knowing the Word. We need to allow the Word to change who we are. The Word is so powerful, and I'm going to read a couple of scriptures Hebrews 4.12, the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the divisions of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, For instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. (laughs) 
we do not want to be those people who Paul describes in Timothy who have a form of godliness but deny its power. Always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. We want to study, we want to get in the Word, and we want to read, not just on Sunday mornings, but we want that studying and reading to lead to an encounter with the Lord. Every single thing you face in your life, you can find wisdom and direction from the Word of God. I use some of the same verses over and over, just different seasons, different phases, different things I'm going through, and the same verse is so powerful. And that's what it means when it says it's living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. It's living. So I'm just going to share a few things because getting in the Word of God and spending time with Him, I am. I spoke last time a little bit about... Um, just in, intimacy with the Father because that's my life. I spend my days with him, before him. And I have seen transformation and freedom because when I spend time with him, I always go to the word, but I sit and I ask him to open it up to me. Speak to me. I want to live by it. I want to be changed by it. And I've seen so much transformation because of that. But I'm going to give a couple examples just um, because people like to hear. I, I get asked a lot, what does your life look like? What do you do? Um, so every Sunday morning, it doesn't matter who's speaking. Every Sunday morning or any time I'm... I go to listen to a sermon or put on a podcast, or whether Tom's speaking, Roy's speaking, whoever is speaking up here. I always, always get before the Lord and say, what do you want to show me? What do you want to teach me? I ask him that my heart will be good soil and that his word will produce fruit that lasts. So when Roy talks about, he, he brings up the story of um, David a lot in his, in his messages here. And that story has spoken to me so many times, so many times. And I remember um, just weeping before the Lord because it speaks to me so much when David was on the backside of the mountain, tending to his father's sheep. Just spending time with the Lord, working faithfully, doing jobs that, that um, people didn't really recognize, that people didn't notice, and, and stuff like that. So that story has spoken to me so many times, and it reminded me of when I was a mom. I'm still a mom, but <laughs> when, when my kids were little. <laughs> Aliyah and Jackson, raise your hand. These are my babies. But when they were little, they were a handful. I'm not going to lie. They were a handful. And I'm sure you, you moms can relate. You spend your days, like I, I'm a stay, I was a stay-at-home mom, and I spent my days cleaning up, changing diapers, 
feeding the kids, trying to calm their little temper tantrums. And those days seemed so long. So long. And sometimes you would just feel lonely. And one thing with with raising babies, you don't get thanks from them. (laughs) You don't get thanks from them. And the Lord used, um, used the story of David to remind me just to be faithful in every season. Whatever he puts in front of you, whatever he's asking you to walk through, just be faithful. Do everything as unto the Lord. And he showed me in those times because I would just, it doesn't matter how um, hard your day was with the kids, my day was, um, I'd put them to bed. And then all of a sudden, I'd just be like, they're the sweetest little things. They are the sweetest. How could I even get mad at them? They're so sweet. But the Lord was showing me that as much as I love those kids, he loves me even more than that. That blew my mind and still does. Because I know you moms know, like, you love your kids so much it hurts, right? And the Lord really just showed me that he loves his kids more than that. It just blows my mind. And I remember um, another season at the beginning of this church, there was only a handful of people here, and we had these cleaning groups. Nobody wanted to stick with them. <laughs> Do you guys remember that? <laughs> oh, we had these cleaning groups, and every time people would quit, then we had to just do it more. And then I ended up cleaning every week because every a lot of people quit. So um, we couldn't we afford to pay anybody to clean at that time. So I remember one time I'm just cleaning the bathrooms, and every time I would come in, I would just pray and pray because I've always known since the beginning, the Lord has big things for this church. And so I would just walk through here and clean and pray. And I was cleaning the bathrooms, and I don't love cleaning. But the Lord was building something in me through those times, and he was showing me that the details matter. Taking care of the details matter. It matters a lot. And so he was just teaching me to go above and beyond, even if nobody notices what you're doing. A person of integrity does what's right, whether people are watching or not. Hmm. And then there were times when... We, I say I've, I was thrown into different, um, different positions at this church because I really was. Um, I had to do whatever was needed. And I still do. And one, one of those times was when we did not have a keyboard player here. And my brother Merle over there says, Patty, 
you're the closest thing we got to someone that can play the keyboard. (laughs) And I knew I had somewhat of an ear to play music because since I was little, I could sit at a piano and play basic songs, but it wasn't anything um, amazing, I didn't think, anyways. Um, And I didn't have a piano really growing up to, to play with. So I didn't, I didn't go very far with that at all. And I never learned how to read music. Merle said, Pat, Pat, you have to, um, you have to play the keyboard. And so (laughs) I thought I had to listen to him. He's my younger brother, but I thought I had to listen to him. So I said, all right. And every week we would get a list of songs and I would print off those songs and I would YouTube how to play these chords because I did not know how to play any chords even. So I YouTube, okay, this song has C, A minor, G, F, and I would YouTube, how do you play a C? How do you play a A minor? And I would go over and over and over, and I'd spend hours and hours and hours at my piano practicing to play for you guys. And it actually was an awesome time because that turned into spending time worshiping the Lord. Worshiping him, and he was just pouring out so much um, love and grace on me as I was doing that. And it became the most precious time. Precious time spending spending it before him and just leaning on him for um for his grace and his power to, to do something through me. If you're willing to give him something, give him something to work with, he will bless you. He will multiply what you give him. And spending time with the Father is priceless. It changes you and nobody can take that from you. Nobody can take that from you. So another verse um, that I live by is Philippians 4, 8. And it says, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. That is a verse I live by daily. Daily. I am constantly, and I know you guys are too, constantly having thoughts and things that come into your mind that you need to renew your mind with. But you can't get lazy with this stuff. Because I know, I mean, the battle, so much of the battle we face is in our minds. And every one of us faces pressures in difficult situations, every single one of us. And if you can learn to take those thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ, recognize where your thoughts are coming from, get radical with it, you can, you'll see your life transformed. You will see transformation. Um, just a couple of weeks ago, when we were getting ready to go to two services, we had a lot of um, 
details we had to figure out. A lot of details we had to figure out and three different ridiculous blow-ups tried to happen that week. And I'm a thinker and I wanted to rehearse this stuff over and over. But thankfully, I recognized it for what it was. And it was just an attack of the enemy to get us distracted off of what the Lord wanted us to focus on. And thankfully, I recognized that and took those thoughts captive immediately, cast them down, and just focused on him and what he wanted. That kind of stuff. You will just, you'll see transformation if you grab a hold of that. We want to be like the wise man in Matthew 7 who hears the sayings of Jesus and does them. He is likened to a man who builds his house on the rock. And when the rains came and the floods rose and the winds blew and beat on that house, it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. Or we'll be like the foolish man who hears the words of Jesus and does not do them. His house is built on the sand. And the rains came and the floods rose and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. Roy has spoke of this before and it has stuck out to me. That the house looked the same. The house looked the same, but the foundation was very different. If we become hearers and doers of the word, and all of this is by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can't do it on our own. We cannot do it on our own. It's all by the power of the Holy Spirit. But if you yield yourself to the Holy Spirit inside of you, and you yield yourself to what the Lord is asking you, you can do what he's, uh, he, he empowers us. He empowers us to do everything he wants us to do. He wants it more for us than we want. So, um, as I was praying and preparing, I just really felt strongly over the last couple weeks that there are a lot of people that feel like you are a slave to... Um, sins and weights. And some of you have been um, held captive by them for a long time. A long time. And the Lord really wanted me to speak to that and tell you that you are not, you are not held captive by that garbage. You are not held captive by that garbage. I don't care how long you've been walking in some of the stuff you've been walking in. Different mindsets. It could be gossip. It could be one of the big ones is pornography. God has had me going after that stuff so hard in the spirit. You are not held captive to that garbage. Jesus Christ is Lord. His Holy Spirit is so powerful. So powerful. 
And our lives should look different when we're filled with his spirit. But if we don't know it, we're not going to live differently. We perish for a lack of knowledge. But I want to tell you, if you can grab a hold of this, you can walk in freedom. Freedom. I'm not, I'm not talking about white-knuckling it. There were things that I dealt with for so stinking long. And I would ask forgiveness over and over and over. Oh, Lord, help me. I don't want to do that again. And I go back to the same dumb things. But I didn't know I could be free from it. Like free to where you don't want it at all. You don't want it at all. There is freedom. Freedom in Jesus. So I had this vision um, a couple weeks ago of God's people crawling on the ground. And they were weak, slow, and the enemy was hovering over them. And he was dumping words and feelings of discouragement on God's people. And I sense the Lord saying that as long as we allow that to happen, and as long as we don't take those thoughts captive, and as long as we just sit there like we're powerless, it's going to keep happening. We have to take our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. And as soon as something enters your mind, if it doesn't line up with the Lord's truth, if it doesn't line up with good, praiseworthy things from him, things that bring hope and freedom, you will remain being under those things that the enemy is pouring out on you. The Bible says, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Diligently seek him. Diligent means to be attentive and persistent. Paying close attention. Continuing firmly, single-minded, and resolute. You guys need to know, we learned about, well, Beth Moore reminded of us of this in the Bible study we just did, but I want to tell you guys, <clears throat> like Paul tells Timothy in 2 Timothy 4, 5, fulfill your ministry. Ephesians 2, 10 says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God has prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Do you believe that you were created for good works? Do you believe that you have a ministry and it is probably way bigger than you realize? Way bigger than you realize. So I want to encourage you to fulfill that. It's not going to happen on accident, though. Look around at your neighbor. 
Do you know that we're the ones that the Lord choose for this time? He chose us. We're the ones that he chose for this time. That just blows my mind. Does it not? Like, little old us. <laughs> and he chose us to be mighty, 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 powerful servants of his. I don't think we know that. Some of us do. But I don't think a lot of people realize that. Sometimes we put this stuff off on, like, the Dan Molers or even Roy or Bill Johnson, Heidi Baker, Chris Valentin, Graham Cook, whoever you look up to um, in the faith. And we, we put this powerful ministry stuff on, on, off on those people. And Dan Moeller stays with us. He is awesome. He stays with us for about a week at a time, I think five years in a row. The dude is so normal. He is so normal. He hangs out in his pajama pants and talks about turkey all the time. All the time. He talks about hunting and turkey so much that um, I don't want to hear another turkey story by the time he leaves. (laughs) But... He's awesome. He's so awesome. But he has to go after the Lord, and he has to seek the Lord just like we do. He has to choose to live by the word just like we do. And he doesn't have, none of these people have any more power available to them than we do. And we're going to live way less than what's available to us if we don't get this. So, you need to know why you're here. I walked around for way too long not realizing why I was placed here on this earth. But knowing why I'm here, knowing my purpose, knowing my goal, having a vision, causes me to make choices every day that line up with that purpose. And because I spend time in his presence, it's easy to recognize the counterfeit. It's not hard. He's so peaceful and so kind that when when something comes that's opposite of that, it's easy to recognize. If you know him and you know his presence and you spend time with him. I got four minutes. Jesus, help me. Okay. Um, I had eight pages of notes, so I'm just going to try to pick out all my stars. Um, I got to try to pick out a couple things that I want you guys to walk away with. Um, The choices, like I said, choices every day. Your choices matter. They matter. How we spend our days is how we live our lives. When I heard that, that just blew my mind. How we spend our days is how we live our lives. How are you spending your days?
Are the choices you're making today helping you to move forward in the Lord? Or are they hindering you? I'm not going to watch garbage on TV. I'm not going to watch that stuff. I don't want to have to take those thoughts captive and start battling junk that was never meant to be a part of my life. And it's not a burden. It is not a burden to follow the Lord and do what's right and do what he asks you to. It's the most fulfilling and exciting and joyful life you could ever live is walking closely with your father. He places desires in your heart. When you seek him and you spend time with him, he places desires in your heart that line up with his. I never, ever thought I would be up here speaking. In fact, you guys, this has been my number one fear in life. I had to take a public speaking class in, oh, years ago. I took it at Greenville Tech years ago, and I was sick for three months. Sick for three months before I took that dumb class. Oh, and it was horrible. Horrible, horrible. But anyways, um, (laughs) why did I start saying that? (laughs) Following him will cost you. Doing what the Lord asks you to will cost you. It doesn't come easy, but neither does walking not in line with him. That's not easy. That's very hard, actually, yeah. Um, So we need to count the cost, and we need to um, be willing to do whatever he asks. He equips us for whatever he calls us to. And me speaking up here today, the Lord just didn't, I mean, I feel like I got thrown into it a little bit because Roy's out of town, And he said, will you speak? I'm just going to tell you real quick two things that the enemy has used to try to stop me from fulfilling what God has called me to because the enemy has a plan. God has a plan for you. The enemy cannot snatch you from God's hand. The enemy cannot stop the Lord from loving you. But he will do everything he can to try to stop you from being effective at what God has called you to do. And two of those things for me have been fear and insecurity. Ridiculous. Fear and insecurity. I battled that stuff since I was um, a young girl. But I determined years ago that I'm doing whatever the Lord asked me to. And he didn't just throw me up here. He was teaching me all along. Step out and play the keyboard. Then he was asking me, sing a song. Step out and worship. I was already worshiping at home, but he asked me to step out and do it up front. And that was was a big step for me, a huge step for me. He didn't show me what I was going to be doing up here, 
But over the years, just walking with him, he just takes you by the hand and he says, come on. We have to get out of our comfort zones, but he's so kind and he's so loving. He'll do it little steps at a time. So I guess I'm going to close with this. What is the Lord asking of you? Have you asked him what he wants you to be doing? If you're his child, you hear from him. Because the word says, my sheep hear my voice and they know my voice. You hear him. A lot of times we, we, I get asked this a lot. How do I know if I'm hearing? He'll speak to you in, in different ways. One, one of the big ways is the word. But to me, he shows visions a lot too. But just spend time with him. You'll get to know his voice clearly. Just be confident that you do hear him. You have the ability to hear him if you're his child. And I just want to leave you with this. Know your purpose. Know why you're here on this earth. To share his gospel with those around you. Using the the, um, unique gifts and talents that he placed inside of you. And run towards him every day as hard as you can. Run towards him. And I promise, promise, promise you will not be disappointed. Life in him is the most fulfilling life you could ever live.